This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to episode 29 of the Animaniacast. We made it! Pennsylvania! Our homeland! As cartoon characters, we were drawn. Ergo, Mom and Dad must be pencils. So let's get the lead out and find our family tree. Hope that wasn't it. And welcome again to the Animaniacast. We are a podcast that is dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. Each and every week we revisit another episode of the series and we discuss the cultural references and the gags and we share our memories of what it was to first see the episode and what we think about the episode right now. In the end, we give each and every episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother Nathan. Batteries not included. That's a Spielberg-produced film. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And across the country is Kelly. Hello. That's an interesting catchphrase this week, Nathan. Batteries not included. Sure. He always comes up with the funniest ones, and I I can't ever come up with anything. I, I just, I can't keep up. It's too much pressure because now Nathan's having to ask online <laughs> on Twitter and everything for more catchphrases. So uh, I'll just start doing sleep talking ones eventually. Yeah. Well, if you what you you set up a hashtag, right, Nathan? Mm-hmm. What is, what's the hashtag for your catchphrases if people a- want to submit them? Hashtag animani catchphrase. Animani catchphrase. So mm-hmm. if you can figure out how to spell that, you're halfway there. Yep. That's <laughs> it's the hardest thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you can send Nathan uh, those tweets, and we'll have more contact information at the end of the show. But right now, we're not here to talk about catchphrases. No. We're here to discuss a very funny episode. Yeah, very uh, tis-the-season episode. Exactly. I mean, if this time of year when, uh, you know, I think, honestly, I think it is a, a very appropriate one. We're releasing this episode on New Year's Eve mm-hmm. uh, of 2016, and 2016 was, in my opinion... A very scary year. Whoa. <laughs> Lots of scary things happened. A very scary year. So I figure very apropos that we make sure that we talk about a scary episode right here. But a very funny episode as well. What do you guys think? In a few words, what do you say about this episode 29 of Animaniacs? Nathan? Oh, oh, uh, it, was, it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> and Kelly? It was very Halloween-y. It was. Uh, now, we start off this episode, uh, well, first of all, let's start off this episode by asking Nathan, Nathan, when did this episode first premiere? Okay, Joey, this episode came out October 29th, 1993. It was a Friday, right before Halloween's coming up, uh-huh. and released on this day, Nightmare Before Christmas and Fatal Instinct. Wow, but, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I Nightmare do- Before Christmas is perfect, because... <laughs> So you went to the double feature of Fatal Attraction and Nightmare Before Christmas. (laughs) Fatal Instinct. Fatal Instinct. Wait a minute. Fatal Instinct. Was that a parody movie? Yeah. I don't think so. It might have been. It sounds like one of those ones that like um, uh, Leslie Nielsen would be in or something like that. Hang on there. Yeah. Fatal Attraction meets Basic Instinct. Yeah. So I think it's it's, um, that one 
with what's his face. The one with what's his face, of course. No, Fatal Instinct, looking it up right now. Fatal Instinct was, yes, you're absolutely right, Kelly. That was a... usually am. Yes, Fatal Instinct was the comedy film spoof of the 1980s and 90s. I do remember this one. Uh, Suspense thrillers. Its uh, director was Carl Reiner. Hey, that's actually pretty cool. Carl Reiner is a a really good director. It was was a pretty cool day for... uh... (laughs) Even though I remember almost next to nothing of Fatal Instinct. Yeah. But uh, I do... I, was yeah. it a black and white movie? The pictures are, are black and white on IMDb right here, but it is not a black and white okay, film. It's weird. At least okay. I don't think it is. <laughs> well, anyway. Anyway. Nightmare Before Christmas is the true, though. Yes. Like a... Yes. Uh, that. Uh, yeah, and I do remember seeing that in the theater. I had a lot of fun seeing that. Anyway. Well... Nathan, and there's also something weird about the way that this was released, right? Yeah, so this one was released on the 29th, but uh, the next episode, which is episode 30, was released on the 28th, so it's kind of a... Yeah, so this one we're kind of doing a little bit out of order in the order in which it was originally released. Yeah, but this is how it is on the DVDs and Netflix Netflix. and everything else. And the the episode count itself. Mm -hmm. So even though the release date is kind of out of whack, it's... um, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. We're we're counting it. It's good. It's fine. And of course, course, we are recording this episode just a week or so after a very important... Birthday, right, Kelly? Yes. And whose birthday? Who just celebrated their 70th birthday? Steven Spielberg. That's Ooh. right. I thought it was Kelly. <laughs> no. Uh, no. You look very good for 70, Kelly, I gotta say. Yeah, when 70 year olds you reach look as good you will not. <laughs> that's, you know, yeah, that's true, though. Mr. You know, Steven Spielberg does actually look fantastic for 70 years old, I think. Mm. Um, he really does. Yeah. So, so I, I know we had a, a lot of discussion on the uh, Animaniacast Facebook page. People discussing like what their favorite, uh, <laughs> what their favorite thing is besides Animaniacs. What's mm-hmm. their favorite thing that Steven Spielberg has been a part of? And just so many different things that were, people were listing off. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, cartoons, Tiny Toons, Freakazoid, mm-hmm. stuff like Animaniacs. that. Animaniacs. Yeah, uh, yeah. One person said <laughs> Animaniacs, and I said, "So besides Animaniacs, your favorite is Animaniacs." And he said, "Oh yeah, but <laughs> something else right there." Uh, but it is. It's it's fantastic. And uh, thank you, Steven Spielberg, Mister Spielberg, I should say. I know you're one of our listeners, so thank you very much. I, I just call I call him Steven. Oh, see, you're on yeah. a first name basis. Yeah, him, I, I pretend. But in, in case he's listening or would ever like to be on the show or yeah, send <laughs> well, me an autograph. We might be able or, to fit you in, maybe. Yeah, we'll we'll see what we can do, Steven. <laughs> well, yes, yes. Any or just you know you know any you know fly us down to to Burbank or whatever just to just for a in person interview. Mm-hmm. That'd be that'd oh be my great goodness. at your cost, but <laughs> hey, hey, I'll pay for the rental car. I'm sure he could afford it. Okay, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Okay, so 
Look for that in the uh, look for that in 2017, folks. <laughs> our in person interview with Steven Spielberg. Oh, a girl can dream, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we we've, we've talked enough about uh, all the other stuff. Let's get into this episode, yeah. shall we? Uh, well, the first thing that opens up is uh, a very Halloweeny kind of uh, opening again with "Where's Lon Chaney?" Mm-hmm. Where's Lon Chaney? But then, of course, we get right into Dracula, Dracula. And then following that is Frankenrunt. Uh, so let's see. Dracula, Dracula. Let's talk about that first. All right. Dracula, Dracula was written by John P. McCann and directed by Michael Gerard and Byron Vaughns. And Kelly, what happens in Dracula, Dracula? The Warner Brothers and Dot are looking for Pennsylvania. Pencil, P-E-N-C-I-L, because they explain <laughs> that they're looking for their ancestors. And because they're drawn, their ancestors must be pencils. <laughs> so they're looking for Pennsylvania, but uh, yeah, I accidentally end up in Transylvania. And they, they see a castle looming and decide to go there. And Dracula, is it's his castle. So they, they, he, he lets them stay with the idea that he's going to suck Dot's blood. Oh, no. <laughs> and, uh, of course, that doesn't happen. They, they have a slumber party with him, and they annoy him and run around and stick to his cape with Velcro. And yes. Just all sorts of, of craziness and really, really annoy Dracula. And mm. they leave with all their blood intact. Yes. And in fact, Dracula's head explodes and the whole castle falls down at the end. So <laughs> the only thing that does not stay intact is Dracula's castle. Mm. But, you know, one could assume that Dracula being immortal is probably still alive in there somewhere. And yeah. he's mentioned in the next episode, in the next cartoon, in the order. So, But also his cal- castle's rebuilt, too. But yeah, he could have done it. Yeah, maybe. He's magical. I don't know, right? <laughs> well, let's go ahead and uh, talk about some of the, the references and some of our favorite moments of this one, because there's quite a few. First of all, let's talk about Dracula. Kelly, did you see who was voicing Dracula in this one? I did not. And Nathan... Oh, who, yo, wait, no, yes, because you you wrote it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, Nathan? It's Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson, voiced by Dan Castaneda, right? No, it was just Homer. Oh, okay. Well, no, wait a minute. <laughs> no, Dan Castaneda. That's how you pronounce that, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the he, robot devil. Yes, exactly. That's <laughs> that's the voice that I was starting to hear. Ah, ignorant little travelers. It's been many years since any have come willingly to me. You can't just have your characters announce how they feel. That makes me feel angry. Because I didn't look at the show notes or, or, or the casting or anything like that. But the second time through, I was like, wait a minute. This guy does sound familiar. And then I heard it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's Homer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I could hear there's one part. There's He has two big screams that I'm aware of. And the first scream that uh, Dracula has, it just sounds like Homer's high-pitched scream. Mm-hmm. So... Here it goes. Here's an audio of Dracula. And here's an audio of Homer. But he definitely sounds like the robot devil mm-hmm. um, to me. That the, the cadence is very similar. It's still different. I mean, it, it kind of sounded like a, a mixture of Sideshow Mel and 
the robot devil to me. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Well, let's talk about the the title as well. Dracula, Dracula is a a parody of the chorus of the Happy Wanderer, and this was actually something that I meant to bring up in an earlier episode. Uh, la la la. Oh, okay. Because the judge says, "I've had enough of this Falderall," and then they go Faldery, Falderall, and well, this is Dracula, Dracula, and. Uh, Valderie Valdera. Yeah, so this is how that song goes. Wow, you're a good singer, Joey. Thank you. How did you get all those background singers with you? Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I have a very good high voice, oh, okay. as you can hear. I'm the girl. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I just know how to go la 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 la. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so that's a little a cool little reference that would most likely go over most people's heads today. Mm. Uh, but uh, and in fact, the only time I ever heard anyone ever say Dracula or 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 uh, Valdery, Val- not Valdery. What did they just say? Valdery. Valdery. The Valdera. only time, yeah, the only time I ever seen somebody say Valdery, Valdera, Valdera, ha, 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 was probably in some episodes of Mystery Science Theater when they would just show people. A lot of these old movies have long scenes of people walking around the place. <laughs> so uh, that's the only other time I remember hearing those words uh, being spoken. So, yeah. They mentioned a few things. That for, uh, first of all, for references, they mentioned uh, Willard Scott in a swimsuit, I believe, uh, would be frightening. <laughs> um, well, I, I agree with that assessment that Yakko had right there. Of course, mm-hmm. Willard Scott, I think he's retired right now. They believe he's still around, but Willard Scott for many years would be, he would do the hundred, you know, this Abigail so-and-so's hundred years old today and um, mm-hmm. In fact, he would still do it just up to like five years ago, at least. Like they would have Al Roker doing the weather on the Today Show, and then they would and then cut to Willard, cut Scott. To Willard Scott doing something weird and talking about Smucker's Jam. He so, used to be Ronald McDonald, right? Yes, he was one of the he was the original Ronald McDonald, I so, believe. There you go. And uh, you know, some things are going on, like Wacko's eating a. <laughs> at one point, Wacko's eating a rock on the floor and then talking about how hungry he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, very similar to how he was eating rocks in the background in uh, Wally Lama. Mm. We saw him eating rocks in that as well. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm hungry. They mention uh, a reference to Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't you used to be on Sesame Street? And uh, the, Comte, the, count, yeah. the Count von Count? Which I oh, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I always love the count. Yeah, I, he was like my favorite. I think. Yeah, yeah. if he was just the weirdest guy, because you always wonder, like, wait, is this Muppet actually? Is he a vampire? Really? I mean, what? Like, does he suck other like Muppets' blood? Blood. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't usually around other Muppets. No, <laughs> he was usually just in his <laughs> castle with bats. So they kept him at arm's length. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that really kicked off a lot of gags in this one was Yakko saying. Oh, that he must, you know, he must be Amish. Don't worry, I'll talk to him yeah. because I've seen the movie Witness like two, two times or something or five times. <laughs> I've seen that movie. Yeah. Have you seen Witness? Yeah. And Kelly, have you seen Witness? Harrison Ford, right? Yes, Harrison Ford. So. I've seen it like, I think 
once a long time ago. Yeah, it's it was on Netflix recently. Uh, it's a good movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of had it on in the background, so just <laughs> so you were really paying attention. No, so you would not be able to talk to Dracula if you met him. No, I would, didn't have as much information as Yakko did. <laughs> But that is good. Of course, the, the, but it makes sense that they're doing that because there is a high Amish population in Pennsylvania, the state Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So that would. So, yeah, it's a weird. They think that they're pencils, but uh, they know that Pennsylvania. Is <laughs> well, they, they just don't know how to so spell meta. it. I think, I just don't think they know how to spell Pennsylvania. Mm, that's probably. I think it's, it's a land of pencils and Amish people. <laughs> um, they mentioned Howard Stern uh, in a room where it's like the monster inside is about to bust down the door. It reminded mm-hmm. me a lot of the haunted mansion mm-hmm. to me, where the door there's a, you pass a uh, big door like that, where it's kind of there's a monster on the other side bending mm-hmm. the door. You boys will be sleeping in the uh, Mary Poppins suite. It's very cozy. Sounds like Howard Stern. And of course, Howard Stern, a horrible human being. No, he's, he's on, <laughs> isn't he still on America's Got Talent, or at least was? I, I, I don't know what's going on with him, but he's a shock jock, and uh, he, has, he has a lot of fans. Mm. And another, another reference that we saw was Sheena Easton, this whole thing of Sheena Easton. Yeah. Uh, when <laughs> Dot takes out his uh, uh, Dracula's teeth, I believe after brushing them, Mm-hmm. And uh, puts them on her ears and says, "Don't I look like Sheena Easton? Do you think I look like Sheena Easton?" And then she even talks about it at the very end of yeah, the episode the too. End. There's a callback to the <laughs> Sheena Easton thing. I still think they make me look like Sheena Easton. Now I'm familiar with Sheena Easton a little bit. I am not familiar with her having weird earrings or stuff in her hair. Are, now, mm-hmm. Kelly, are you at all? No. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. I'm like, huh? now, are you familiar with either one of her songs? Kelly? Uh, you know, I, I'm really bad with song titles and artists, but I think, if I heard them, I probably would recognize them. All right. So uh, I believe Sheena Easton is responsible for uh, this particular song that you might be familiar with. Here we go. Ready? We're booting it up. Seinfeld. <laughs> it's the... There yeah, it's on a, two yeah. episodes of Seinfeld. Yeah, when George has his his cane or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. He he's trying to show that he's handicapped or something, so you yeah. get a room. And I think it's when Kramer got a job too. He also has his yes. Here, gotta wait for the hook. Here he goes. Sheen Easton, everybody. No, we can't put any more than that. We'll have to pay money. Oh, that's but true. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, Close. Whew, oh, right under the wire. I think we, I think we were okay because we were talking over her at the time. Yeah, so I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Show, <laughs> but I, but I'm looking at all her covers and stuff on YouTube, and I couldn't find anything where she puts stuff in her hair. So I'm like, I don't know where Dot's getting that idea that um, she had weird stuff like that. But mm, there we go. And finally, I mean, they, they, at the very end, they, they do the whole Bugs Bunny thing one more time Mm -hmm. and they go all the way to Tasmania (laughs) and for a split second, you do hear the theme song, the dun, 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 dun. Hmm. 
Welcome to Atlanta, it's way under, down under. The sky's always yellow in rain or shine. Down in Tasmania, come to Tasmania. When Topsy needs to be, they start to spin like a Tasmanian devil and his closest kin. Down in Tasmania, come to Tasmania. I know Tasmania was a show on Fox Kids at this time. I believe it, I, I think it was only on Saturday mornings, I want to say. Um, I was not a huge... I didn't watch Tasmania. I don't remember it at all. You don't remember it at all? Uh, Kelly, you remember anything about Tasmania? The... It, it had the Tasmanian devil in it. <laughs> You're right! <laughs> you do remember it! Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't remember much of it than... Um, Taz, oh, I mean, there's Taz, obviously, and he had his family in it. It was like Taz and his family, and I think his dad talked like Bing Crosby. That's was, all I really was remember. Was Dizzy in it at all? Dizzy Devil was not in this one. Aww. Which I, I like Dizzy Devil more than yeah. Taz, actually. So, but that's just me. We had a really cool Dizzy Devil doll. Do you remember that, Nathan? Mm-hmm. We had a cool Dizzy Devil um, plush doll. Propeller would... Yeah, he had a little plastic propeller on the top of his head that you could actually spin. And I everything. used to play like as if he was flying. Yeah. I could make Aww. him... Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it when it comes to references. I'll, I'll, I'll mention one more that's very subtle. Mm-hmm. Um, and the musical cue, whenever they show the castle or something dramatic is happening, usually, and it's in both of these segments uh, of, of, of Dracula, Dracula, and then Frankenrunt, mm-hmm. is the music goes bum, bum, bum. Hey, there's a great place. That, I believe, comes from Young Frankenstein. At least that's where I've actually heard it in a real Hmm. movie. Um, At least I think it was from Young Frankenstein. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm sure they do it in that. They do. Werewolf. Werewolf? There. What? Werewolf. There. Castle. Why are you talking that way? I thought you wanted to. No, I don't want to. Suit yourself. I'm easy. Well, there it is. Home. And then, as far as I know, that may be the first time it came from. But who knows? Even Young Frankenstein was—it's a parody of other things. Yeah, so. it was sending. It was a send up to other old movies of the past. So that just might be a musical cue that could have been all the way back from the original Frankenstein and Dracula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. If you know, let me know. Uh, <laughs> but guys, those were the references. But what were some of your favorite moments? I liked when Dot said her full name. Oh yes. Oh. Uh, you stole that one from me. <laughs> it was a, it was just a fun little scene with the meeting. Can you say it from no, memory? No, from memory. Though? No, you, uh, take it away, Kelly. 
Princess Angelina, Contessa, Luigi, Francesca, Banana, Fana, Bobesca, the third. <laughs> nice. Very good. I would have got the third part. <laughs> I mean, the, the last part. <laughs> you know what I mean. Angelina, Contessa, Luisa, Francesca, Banana, Fanta, Bobesca, the third. <laughs> yes, that's a, and that's a, that's kind of a reference. Kids still, I, I guess people don't really do the name game that much anymore. I used to always go Joey, Joey, Bobo-y, Banana, Fana, Fofo-y. Me, my, Moe, Joey. I have a friend named Bo, and that's a Bo-bo, fun. Bo-bo-bo-y? No, Bo-bo-bo-bo, Banana, Fana, Fofo, Me, my, Momo. <laughs> <laughs> I just you say Bo like four times at the beginning. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'll do that next time I see Bo. I'll <laughs> <laughs> just be very confused. <laughs> So, what other what other kind of moments, guys? Uh, Wacko uh, stole watch. St- <laughs> yes, did you even notice that Kelly that Wacko stole Dracula's watch in this one? I I don't recall that. Yeah, I I didn't see it. I didn't see it at all. And then Nathan, as soon as they walked in here to record, he's like, "Did you see Wacko steal a watch?" <laughs> and when Yakko is talking to him about, um, Yakko just like, "Oh, did you know that you uh, does Batman know you stole his cape?" And, oh, that's one I had as one of my favorites, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then while Yakko is talking to him, Wacko is reaching into... into his pocket and taking out his pocket watch. And then Dracula quickly turns around to see what the heck was going on behind his back. Mm-hmm. And then Wacko jumps on his uh, lap and, or, you know, his arms and kisses him and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, see, uh, I was just distracted by the Batman reference. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which, and they did another Batman reference, basically, when he falls oh, into that's the true. ground. Yeah, he falls into the, the ground. Signal. Yeah, and then his eyes had the bat symbol mm-hmm. in it, too. So that was cool to see the, the whole Batman thing. Uh, Kelly, what, what, anything else, or did Nathan steal all the stuff? <laughs> no, not all of it. Um, I like the sign on the door that says UPS driver, okay, leave plasma on front porch. Yes, mm-hmm. that was really cool. I, I, I really like the animation in this one too. Yeah, I thought it was, uh, well done overall. They so. were definitely drawn in their super cute style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the noses and everything just looked a little, um, they looked really cute. And, but the animation was really well done. This is one of their first episodes, right, Nathan? This was uh, the first one that John P. McCann wrote for the Animaniacs. So it was like early in the production of mm-hmm. Animaniacs. So perhaps, oh. it, I, 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 if I were to guess, I would think that maybe this episode was one of the first ones to get animated. Maybe. Because of John P. Because we've already mentioned John P. McCann's name in previous episodes mm-hmm. of this. And but they obviously wanted to hold this to till Yeah, hold this Halloween. one until Halloween. So, and this, we're coming up on the 25th anniversary of this episode being picked up, I believe, right? Well, yeah, they he wrote it on December 16th of 1992, so, or 19, yeah, 1992. So, so. there we go. Well, so, wait, wait a minute, that's not the 25th episode, 20, uh, 24th. Wait. Okay, wait, yeah, so, sorry, from 1991. There that's we go. it was, it was. Okay, so he, so. so yeah, 25 years ago. 25 years ago, this episode was actually picked up. Mm-hmm. To, very cool. Yeah, it was, there's a whole story on, I think it's on his his blog or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's writeenoughblogspot.com. So, uh, yeah, where you can see John McCann's like whole story about him and Paul uh, Rugg sitting down and 
eating yeah, chocolate like donuts. watching a movie, uh, Zontar thing from Venus <laughs> while they wrote it or something. So, yeah. Well, yeah. you can see, I, and it's interesting, though, that those two guys would be, like, together. And, uh, like, Paul Rugg wrote the La 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 episode mm-hmm. where, you know, they talk about the Faldery, Falderall. And so they're merging them in the same <laughs> mindset. there was something in Zontar, thing from Venus or whatever. <laughs> One of the Probably. movies that they've been watching together. <laughs> Probably had Valdery in it. As, as long as we're bringing up Paul Rugg, I might as well mention real quick that a, a previous episode that we had, uh, which was uh, You Risk Your Life, mm-hmm. uh, I put out a question of, you know, does anyone know what audience this is? And Because I had no idea. And that was probably, we were to venture a guess of why You Risk Your Life is not featured on Netflix. It's probably because that stock footage audience is proprietary yeah it's like it may be owned by somebody else or Mm -hmm. copyright or this or that and uh, i asked paul rugg about it i sent him a little thing on facebook and he responded that he didn't realize that that a didn't realize that that isn't being shown on netflix right now Mm -hmm. and b he was kind of shocked because it all came from as far as he knew just the warner archive of stock footage like he didn't pull it from a specific movie and say i want the audience from Mm -hmm. this movie it was just like the warner archive and then he says well that's a bad sign for freakazoid if they're going to of being on netflix because if they have a problem with that little bit then they're gonna have a real big problem with freakazoid because they were doing cutaways all the time Mm -hmm. to other movies and tv shows and numerous things so Come on, lawyers at Netflix, loosen up a little bit. Let's let's get. Or let's it's, it could be Warner Brothers though too. You know. <sighs> yeah, but if it's owned by Warner Brothers and it's all put under the Warner Brothers logo at the end, I don't see what the problem is. But well, then again, the they, it probably charges more. Animaniac, so because it was also an Amblin production. That's I, I think it's like a fifty-fifty thing. If I were to okay. venture a guess, I mean, you can't call them the Warner Brothers and have it not be owned by yeah. Warner that's, Brothers. In that's somewhere. probably true. Yeah, but it, there's it probably gets really complicated, kind of like the Disney Marvel deal, where yeah, parts of it's owned by this per you know this company and parts of it here. And- oh yeah, the Marvel thing is just insane, and 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 Roger Rabbit as well. Mm-hmm. Like Roger Rabbit is owned by Amblin and Disney. If you look at any piece of Roger Rabbit merchandise, it says Amblin slash Disney. Or maybe it says Disney slash Amblin, because I'm sure that some lawyer said that we have to be number one. We need one. to be the first one. Yes. <laughs> so, on every merchandise. Yeah. Whenever I'm in Disneyland, I have to try to find, it's like a Easter egg hunt to try to find one piece of Roger Rabbit merchandise, because it's, it, number one, it keeps you from buying everything. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's but, so rare. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's a it's a rare thing to find. Is So, I, yeah. There you go. So, lawyers. Conclusion, <laughs> lawyers. But speaking of other blood suckers, <laughs> yeah. what about <laughs> any last things that we want to mention that we really liked about this cartoon of Dracula? Dracula. I liked Dot's room. I thought that was really fun. Right out of a dream of a little girl's dream. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Let me guess. Satan. <laughs> nice decorating. Let me guess. Satan. I think it was a little bit of a nod to Church Lady. I was right. about to say, you know, could it be Satan? <laughs> well, who would you do that with, huh? Satan. So yeah, that it was, it was cute though. I rem- I I was surprised. I liked Dracula, Dracula as much as I did 
I, I'm pretty sure they, I think they probably played this one way too much as a kid mm. that, and especially in, in, in some of these, um, gaps of time where you run home to see Animaniacs and it was this episode again. And you're like, I've already seen this before. I've already seen it a couple of times. I don't want to watch it again. This one seemed to get replayed a lot. Now, after a few years of watching it, since I watch it and I go, wow, it's a really funny episode. This mm-hmm. has a lot of good gags. It, yeah, the writing is really great. Yeah, the energy is really good. Nods yeah, they, to classic Warner Brothers. Classic tropes or whatever. Like, I'm cute, I eat a lot, and I yak a lot. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, and and so, and and now, let me ask you guys. Do you think that they really, they play dumb in this one with Dracula? Mm-hmm. Do you really think that they they didn't know that he could be harmed by sunlight and all that kind of stuff? Or uh, No, they definitely knew because they had the, the script. They had the script? <laughs> yeah, they knew the plot at the very beginning. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> We're not that stupid. We just know the plot. <laughs> so, yeah, so I really get the... The first time watching it through, it it feels like, oh, they're just like kids that are trying to get this, you know, guy to grumpy guy to play with them. Mm-hmm. But the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, they know exactly what's going on, and they're just trying to defeat Dracula. Mm-hmm. They're like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, except the Warners. <laughs> so, Warner the Vampire Slayers. <laughs> Wacko the Vampire Slayer. I don't know. Speaking of Wacko, he didn't really speak that much in this one. No. He no. only had a couple lines. It was Yakko and Dot. I was glad to see Dot have a lot of lines, because Dot sometimes gets overshadowed by uh, Yakko in a lot of these. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dot had a lot of good, good uh, moments in this as well. So overall, really cool episode. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move right over to our second segment, and that is Frankenrunt. And Frank. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me pull up my notes here so I can say who read, who said what. John P. McCann. Sorry, hang on. Hang on. Is it John P. McCann? Yeah, he wrote this one as well. Okay, he wrote both of them. Yeah. Okay, hang on. (laughs) I don't want to say directed it. by Mark Michael Gerard. Okay. Okay. I'm going to edit this part out. Okay. So this episode was written by John P. McCann and it was directed by Michael Gerard. Mm. There we go. Frankenrun. So John P. McCann having two different segments in this yeah. very Both. spooky. Two out of two. Yeah. There we go. And I'm, I'm assuming, I'll have to check the credits a little more closely, but I'm assuming he wrote the songs and stuff too. Oh, perhaps there's some cool uh, Rita and Runt uh, songs in this. But uh, Nathan, what happens in Frank and Runt? Well, this is a Rita and Runt cartoon. They just left from Dracula's car- uh, castle like we had. And now they're heading over to Dr. Frankenstein, mm-hmm. uh, where uh, she needs this is a female doctor. Uh, she needs Runt's brain to put into her dog so she can take over city villages and then pretty i guess the world i guess (laughs) but uh things go awry and uh freedom run escape and there's some songs in there too there's a lot of songs in it yeah it's kind of like it uh very 1950s ish kind of style it kind of reminded me of like uh the uh, what's a you just jump to the left rocky Uh, horror rocky horror picture show i've never actually seen it all the way through what i know have you ever seen Rocky Horror, Kelly? No. I'm the only one. I used to go to Rocky Horror all the time in like high school. 
we go there and then we go to the midnight showing at the loft here in Tucson and and they'd uh sometimes we'd go more than more than a few times a month like it, wow. it used to be every Friday night at midnight you'd go and you'd you know get with your friends from drama because mm-hmm. that's the only weirdos that'll go to <laughs> the Rocky Horror Picture Show you sing a lot and you uh say a lot of you know stuff to the the screen yeah trying to dresses up and yep and then the you you have actors acting in front of the screen mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun you, i wouldn't recommend i mean i got bored of it after like the second time <laughs> but my friends like to keep going so i was like okay and in uh rocky horror which i think was just on fox recently as a revamped because that's the new thing to do mm-hmm. um but in the movie uh it opens up with a rainstorm and uh, Brad and Janet mm. going to Frankenfurter's castle. So yeah, very similar. Yeah. I couldn't picture, I couldn't point out one particular song in uh Rocky horror that sounded, you know, most similar to this, but mm-hmm. it definitely had that flavor as well. Definitely had that flavor. Yeah, De- definitely. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the biggest real reference in this one and there's a few of them. I mean, they talk about mm-hmm. Ford Festivas at the end. Uh, <laughs> for $50 and a chance for the Festiva, how many brain cells does a dog have? Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Nine. Definitely nine. Uh, which are, you can still see a Ford Festiva, I believe, yeah. every now and then on the streets. Um, but probably the biggest reference is, is the the scientist herself, the the Bride of Frankenstein character who looks and sounds a lot like Madeline Kahn and uh, Madeline Kahn uh, <laughs> at the very climax of young Frankenstein basically sort of becomes the bride of Frank- Frankenstein. And she sounds like Lily Van Stoop from Blazing Saddles. Mm. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. But but she also sounds like Madeline Kahn in um, an American Tale. Oh, that's true. She was that little mouse. Oh yeah. Thing. She said, "We wished a secret weapon." <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Madeline Kahn was in that. Yes. Oh, that's a Steven Spielberg movie, and it's the best. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> I love an, I love an American Joe. Yeah, it's great. I saw it so many times as a kid. I, but yeah, she definitely had the the face, the voice of Madeline Kahn. And the posterior of Jennifer Lopez, I think. So she had different parts of her body from different people, I'm sure, just like the original Frankenstein. <laughs> so who knows? Jennifer Lopez might be mixed up in there, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what do you guys think about about uh, Frankenrun? I, I enjoyed it. Yeah? Kelly? Yeah, I liked it. I think it's funny that we were watching <laughs> the, the Netflix uh, closed captioning before going in here. Mm-hmm. And at one point, she saying like walk all over the town or something like yeah. that and the mutt thinks she's saying walkies yeah so then he brings the leash over and he goes woof yeah but on the closed captioning it says lead me so i mean i think he, you're like, <laughs> like that he didn't say like, lead me or anything even close to that I, and I think <laughs> 
Oh boy. Okay, let's just talk about the I love you, you love me thing for a second. So I'm gonna play a little clip of it. Okay, I will play a clip of Chewbacca and professing his love to Han Solo. To Han Solo. A Jedi in in Return of the Jedi, when when Han and Chewbacca get reunited, there's a moment where uh he says, Luke, what? He's like asking Chewbacca what is he saying? And it sounded like, we always talked about this when we were kids, mm-hmm. that Chewbacca, it sounds like he goes, I love you. Do you love me? So, yeah. What's going on? And we just laughed at it and thought that's exactly what he's saying. I think it's because we also were watching like America's Funniest Home Videos. Maybe. And there's like a dog that would say, I love you. <laughs> so that was probably... Mixing those two moments together <laughs> made it sound like Chewbacca was saying he loved Han Solo. Do you love me? That's great. That is an ongoing gag in our family, everybody. There you go. little insight to <laughs> me and my brother. But even my wife will say it. She'll go, I love you. You love me? It's <laughs> great. But I talked to other Star Wars fans and they, and they go, they get no. Mad. They get mad. <laughs> I was talking to my friend Jason who was just like, no. It's like, fine. <laughs> it's just a joke it's funny <laughs> i know he's not really saying i love you you love me um but yeah the good song in this one um nice moments i i i like this one a lot more than i remembered there's one particular part of it that always stuck out when i found out we're going to do frankenrunt and that was when she says uh Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I always liked how she says that line in this one. Um, but yeah, you know, little other little things like the brains that she's looking for. And one was a t- television executive. Is the smallest of all of them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so, and like a robot brain mm-hmm. that's like in there too. She so, should have just used that. That would be awesome. A robot dog brain. Like it doesn't need to be a dog brain. And he didn't even dog. need a dog. She, and at the very end, yeah, the dog's fine, need... it seemed. Yeah. So, well. <laughs> Um, it was I cool like that, that the floor was waxed the entire time. It was a fun, like... <laughs> That's true. That little rat was having trouble staying in one mm-hmm. position. People even, yeah, even runts, like, sliding on the floor, knocking into things when they're escaping. Well, it, it, it was nice to see... She, Rita at one point says, oh, big surprise, runts in trouble again. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, you're the one that's usually in trouble, Rita, at yeah. least. I mean, in the... <laughs> She was going to get her turned into a fiddle or whatever, right? And then she was going to get thrown into, like, yeah. a sacrificial the first, pit. <laughs> yeah, the first time they were in the pound, and they were both kind of in trouble that time. But Runt saved her from that, too, pretty so, much, right? Rita, come on. she's she's. I could see her as being a confident cat that just, like, is a know-it. She does kind of a know-it-all, like, you mm-hmm. follow me, kid, and all that. But kind of like a very um, mice and men kind of thing going on with those two. Yeah. Um, and I was surprised that Runt never said anything when Rita looked right at him and said, The poor cat in the rain look. It never fails. Yeah, just pretend to be a cat, you know, and he's like, okay. <laughs> well, it looked, I think he, I, to me, it didn't look like he, he wanted him to act like a cat. It was just yeah, like, look at me, I'm a cat, meow. And I'm like, wait a minute, they totally jump, they dumped that whole gag of, where's a cat? Yeah, <laughs> he just looked at her and said, "Okay, cat." <laughs> you know, it's like in this no. episode, he didn't seem to care. He didn't care. 
He just knew. Well, if it was one that was written earlier, they may not have established that that was that was a running that whole yet. that whole plot line. Yeah. So, yeah. although that was in the first episode, though, too. But this one uh, was written in the, in the moon one. In the moon one. Um, Good night, tunes. Oh yeah, but what if this one was written even before that? You see, Could like be. this, if you know. But they can do rewrites too. But oh gosh, it's just this is not Animaniacs the special edition. <laughs> no, no. It won't happen. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> what, what do you guys say? Any any last moments you kind of stuck out? Anything like that? Um, overall, the songs were fun. I I yeah, they're hummable. Yeah, and Kelly, I I like the the gravestone during one of the songs, and it says Fido. Mm-hmm. Spelled all weird. Yeah. Oh, because it it reminded me of like one of the graves at the haunted mansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's another one that I totally missed. Uh, it's a long. It just goes, it says here lies here lies a pooch with a brain so small it wasn't any use to at all. Oh, there so, you go. And that's got that haunted mansion kind of vibe to it. It too, did, yeah. You know, here here lies departed Dave. He chased a bear into a cave. <laughs> I love the haunted mansion gravestones. Mm-hmm. I do too. They're so cool. Okay, well, let's go right into our water tower rating. Okay, so what do you guys think? Out of five water towers, Kelly, we'll start with you. How many water towers would you give this episode? It's tough because there's only two segments. And I, I liked them both i liked dracula dracula a little bit more um and i I really enjoyed the the writing and the gags in that one um so i'm i'm gonna do three and a half okay kind of kind of average all right and nathan what about you i'm gonna do four four why four i really enjoyed that dracula dracula and Mm -hmm. the read and run was uh good all right yeah uh, so and uh, I, if I could give it a 3.75, I would, but I'm not. I'm going to give it a three and a half. <laughs> um, maybe I should round up to four, but it's 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 a decent, it's a very good episode. Uh, it's not one of the, the all-time best, but it's a good episode. And uh, It's not Wally Lama. It, yes. <laughs> not Wally Lama, but it's it's definitely one of the, the one of the, the better uh, Animaniacs ones, yeah. I should say. And uh, a great one, especially if uh, you're, you want to... I think it could go into somebody's Halloween rotation quite easily, mm-hmm. you know, around the of Halloween the Animaniacs episodes? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> any episodes in general oh, okay. of Halloween. Like, let's watch oh, The okay. Great Pumpkin, and then we'll watch this I episode. like, let me put a compilation of Animaniacs Halloween, Halloween episodes. episodes. I think this one should go in it. <laughs> That's my consensus. No, I'm just talking about in cartoons in general. So, yes. So, great, you could put Great Pumpkin, this, and maybe... I don't know, Disney's Halloween treat or something like that. There we go. That's my that's my uh, Halloween compilation. <laughs> okay, well, let's go ahead and wrap things up and get to our contact information. Kelly, where can people go to say hi to you online? They can find me at Twitter, Yoda Princess, or Kelly at BigShinyRobot.com. And Nathan, what about you? Oh, I'm on Twitter. Um, DjangoFT, that's me. And, uh, of course, you're send those, those, uh, animated catchphrases, animated catchphrases, hashtag animated catchphrase. <laughs> and of course the animated cast, you can get in contact with us in general by going to Facebook or Twitter or 
uh, hey, you know what? We even set up a, a, a Google Plus thingamabobber. Weird. An account. I don't like it. I don't know about that Google Plus circle thingamabobber. Oh. I don't know. But they're around Is there as well. It's still a thing. It's still <laughs> a thing. Yes. There's a few people on there. Yeah. Do we set up an AOL account too? Yeah, Ooh. we're working on MySpace, <laughs> but we're gonna be going. So Friendster, <laughs> Friendster, good. Uh, and of course, we're. Uh, you can always send us an email, which is animaniacast at retrozap.com. And speaking of retrozap.com, we're a proud member of that whole retrozap.com community. So you can head over to retrozap.com to not only hear some other fantastic podcasts. But you can read a lot about different Star Wars stuff going on, different comic book stuff going on, and just nerdy stuff in general. Yeah. Wait, re- there's Star Wars stuff going on? I know. I heard this other movie. <laughs> there's there's this movie called Star Wars, and like there's this thing where they're going to put out a new movie like every year Ooh. until like until the end of time, <laughs> I think, yeah. which is awesome. Anyway, <laughs> so head on over there to RetroZap.com for all of that. And I think that pretty much wraps it up for this. Yeah. I'm dead tired. Oh, 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 oh <laughs> boy. So with that, let's uh, close it up for the Animaniacast. I'm Joey, and for Nathan and Kelly, good night, everybody. Happy New Year. <laughs> this podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacs unless otherwise indicated. (laughs) 